Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The fitting song. You look right in TMZ. Jordan Love. See, that's what I wanted to ask you, Key. You look right, oh, let's look get right. right to it. Let's get right to it as we're looking you look, you look right to you. at Good. some of the uh, video of Jordan Love at minicamp with the Packers in Green Bay. And you always say that about certain athletes. Like, you, you're an observer in that way. <laughs> Where you will look and you're just like, I like the way he looks. Yeah, like, he looks like right. I like the way he, he moves right. Or he does... You did that a lot about Justin Fields. There's certain NBA players you do that about that you might not have seen him play before. But I, I like the way he looks. I like the way he moves. Can I, can so, I say something very quickly? Yeah. That before you ask you, I love the way some players move and how they feel. Some players look great in the NBA warm-ups. I'm like, woo, that boy's shooting that thing. Does it mean when he gets to the game, it's going to look exactly the same way? Just saying. Go ahead, there keep. is that. There is that. But because you always go with the eye of the experts like you two are, but Key does this a lot, so that's why I'm going to ask you. So what you saw in the video you might have watched of Jordan Love at minicamp, does he look right, as you would say? Well, he looked right for that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks right I knew it. I that's mean, not a lot of enthusiasm, now. The jersey number looked good on him. He, you know, he just looked so the like number, a pro. The number fits him. He looks like a pro. Right, that's important. That's a good first step, well, right? That's, a, that's helpful. A first step. <laughs> Got to look the part Well, here's first. why I say it, because, you know, you know, the Jets drafted a guy, Christian Hackenberg. With the second he round, he didn't pick. look right. Though. He never looked right. He, he never hit, looked right. He hit a reporter. Never. You know that with a throw, right? He hit a reporter with a throw one time oh. on the side. They have Rich Semenya who covers the Jets since they were called the Titans. He's been there forever. Is this minicamp like, OTAs? Yeah. Or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hit him. Just hit the reporter. Well, I wish I was there. for <laughs> That's that. That's kind of what no, you know. I wish I was there. But for no, that. but Jordan just oh, that would have been bad. That might be a problem. Looks, when I say he looks right, he's following through on different drills. It just looks looks right. Okay. Certain dudes don't look athletic. They be stumbling over the bags. Yeah. You know, like, in all honesty, when we first, when I first started practicing with Tony Romo, Tony didn't look right. Really? Just didn't look right. He was a rookie and he just, it was like, he looked right. He just. So when you he, see that you're on the field, does that affect you at all? No, no, because he was, he was a dude. And, you know, he used to joke with Tony, but Tony, a hell of an athlete, which is crazy. Yeah, he, great he, golfer. Great golfer, great buckets, all of those sort of things. And you used to, it's like, come on, man. You just did, <laughs> the clothes did what right. It just didn't. <laughs> I love that question, did it affect Key? You know nothing don't affect Key. No, yeah. it didn't affect You know, me. Key's like, I look right, I'm fine. I know what I'm bringing. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I don't know out. what he's bringing. Just send it my way, exactly. I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get take it. care of it, right? But, but Jordan Love, he just, you know. He looks, he looks right. Yeah. Now, here's the question, guys. Let's see, does he sound right? So when he talked with the media, and of course you know it's going to be about how Aaron Rodgers is not here. You are. You're kind of new. So how does he feel about the opportunities he's getting? Because remember, he didn't get a lot of reps last year. No preseason. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers got the bulk of the work. He was the number three quarterback. So here's a great opportunity for Jordan Love, and he discussed that. Obviously, this is a time where you know, I'm getting a lot of extremely valuable reps that you know I might not have been getting in a normal circumstance. So uh, you know, I'm just I'm going to take it day by day. And uh, but yeah, that's I mean that's what I'm here for. I'm a, I was drafted here to play quarterback, so uh, I'll definitely be ready week one. What's it like to be Jordan Love? And also, when's the last time you had a conversation or any sort of communication with Aaron Rodgers? I've just been living my life, man. Obviously, me and Aaron, we got a good relationship. Talked to him probably a week before I got out here. That's uh, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. So is that the right – I mean, you know, what was he going to say? You know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be ready. You know, he basically let you know pretty clear, I'm going to be ready week one. Was he saying at least all the right things? I love the fact that he says he's going to be ready week one. 
if he's not ready, you have to at least have the mentality to think you're going to be ready. I mean, what do you what do you want him to say? Well, I'm not I'm not sure I'll well, be. Well, Jay, before the show, you five. when you heard it the first time, you said something I thought was very interesting. You said he's talking like it's his team. Well, I think that's the biggest part for Jordan Love. Look, I can't control what Aaron Rodgers is doing. That's out of my control. What I can control is I'm living my life. I'm focused on the people that I have on my team. And look, is it hard for a quarterback in my position to lead? Yes, but I have to act the part first. You have to act the part before you can actually be the part. And I think him saying the right things, that's what you want to hear from him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear somebody wavering, somebody unsure of himself. I want somebody who's confident, not cocky. Confident. That's what you want. I think any, everybody that gets in this position that Jordan Love is in right now owns the team until such due time that the guy who really owns the team comes back. Whether it's Tyrod Taylor in the press conference a couple of weeks ago talked about basically the Houston Texans being his team and his opportunity to be the starting quarterback, and that's what Jordan Love is saying. He's just basically saying that I'm going to be ready week one because I think in his mind he has to approach it as if Aaron Rodgers will not be back. Exactly. And I think that the coaches are telling him, hey, you got to be ready because we don't know what's going on with this guy. We have no idea, but we got to get you ready to go, to be there, all those sort of things. The important thing is from today to opening day, the studying, the getting in there, the extra work that he needs to put in so when training camp comes back, he can hit the ground running on all cylinders and take control. Right. That that bar obviously is going to be the most important for them. Andrew Brandt, who is a front office uh, executive for the Packers, he, uh, he went to Twitter. He said, the Packers will never admit it, but they'll be fine with Aaron skipping minicamp and maybe even some training camp. When Favre stayed in Mississippi those offseasons, we got to see Aaron run the team in the offseason. Great evaluation period. The Packers now do the same thing with love. If it matters to you guys, because as a reporter, this is what we do. Rob Domofsky uh, took note of some of the throws from minicamp, and I know you're going to laugh, but let's do it. Love was 10 of 17 with two sacks and an INT. Um, he had a wheel route to A.J. Dillon for 30 yards. Uh, Lazard, deep, 45. Deep corner route to Winfrey for 30. Aaron Jones, deep sideline for 30. <laughs> I'm just looking at Key's face. Keep reading. Tight ends coach is trying to, like, you know, like was, was, you know, trying to cool him off. That's how hot he was at one point. They got kind of excited around him. I know it's minicamp. But this kind of matters. It does. If you're a Packers fan, this matters. If you're the Packers, this matters. Because the day before, they were saying that he couldn't hit the trash can. Yeah, well, it's minicamp. And I'm going to shoot it down. Yes, I'm going to be the Grim Reaper, the sour guy. The wet blanket. Yeah, I mean, it's minicamp. It's cards. They're going to put up the card, and they're going to go throw the wheel route, and he's going to throw the wheel route because the DB is going to do exactly what the card says he should do. All right, I'm just I, I'm being honest. Like with I you. said, though, I, I, I've I, seen a quarterback I, hit a member of the media on the sideline. At least he's hitting his target. I agree with Key, but I I all I always say this: there there are you know both things can be true. I hear what he's saying, but Rob Demoski has also came on our show multiple times, yep. and I haven't heard him talk glaringly positive about Jordan Love. I've heard him be very very critical. So for Rob in the position I know Rob comes to the table with. That POV, for him to speak that way, okay, it has my attention. And when you say that, let's, let's listen to what Domofsky said to L. Duncan on SportsCenter about Jordan Love's improved workout in day two. 
He was so hot and so much on fire that at one point tight ends coach Justin Outen went over to him and used his play card and started fanning him off as if to pretend to cool him down. He was that hot. Now, you heard Love say that he would be 100% ready to go if needed week one. A day like today might make the Packers think that they do have an opening day starter. But at this point, with another day of mini camp and a whole other summer of training camp ahead of them, they're not quite ready to say that. They know there's going to be good days and bad, but today was definitely one of the good ones. Today okay, was I got to slow day. it down. Bring it back. He's so hot. <laughs> that, that was a little bit extra. That was a little bit extra spice on that one. Little, little well, I mean, there, again, the excitement has to be there. It had, like, like, think about it. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not walking away from one day at – one day at OTA, be like, he is the guy of our future. Like, you, you need a little bit more consistency first. It's so crazy. I'm watching him on the video. Mm-hmm. His mechanics are very similar to Aaron Rodgers. So it's, it's weird. It's, his mechanics are very similar to Aaron Rodgers, getting the ball out quick. But that's all part of the scheme. You're right. It's all part of what they teach in terms of footwork, ball out quick, fake flash, all that sort of stuff. It it just it looks like a mirror image for me as I'm watching him. Really? Yeah, of Aaron Rodgers. It really does. I'm not kidding you. It, and you could okay. you could see that with a lot of quarterbacks. They all kind of have the same mechanics because the way that the quarterback coach is teaching them and the offensive coordinator is teaching that system. Right. And and so the footwork all looks the same as Aaron Rodgers. When 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 I'm watching him take the uh, the the pitch and pitch it and finish through, it looks like Aaron Rodgers. When I'm watching him get the ball and throw it out quick, it looks like Aaron Rodgers on the swing pass. I mean, it just looks like Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't mean that it's Aaron Rodgers. No, of course. It just it looks fu- like the he's doing the fundamentals. It looks like he's doing all the right things. Right. O- okay. And then that obviously is because that's their system. So you want to yeah. emulate as much of that system as you can. So, hey, all right, so Jordan Love has a pretty good day in minicamp, so at least they have that going on for them while Aaron Rodgers remains out. Yes, that's Straight Talk by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We've got a busy day today. We've got a lot of great guests and a lot to get to. And, of course, your calls at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Speaking of calls, well, we called it after the first-round exit. We wondered if LeBron James would change – uniforms he sort of has we'll tell you what he's going to wear in 2021 passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. LeBron James has worn 23 for most of his career in the NBA, right? He wore six when he went to Miami. Yep. And the reason why he wore six in Miami is because the Heat had retired 23 for Jordan for, for whatever purpose they did, but they did. Like around the league, some teams have done that, right? Out of respect to Michael Jordan. So he wore six. Six is what he wore in the Olympics. And then, <laughs> then he went back to Cleveland and got his number, right? The 23 that he yep. wore in Cleveland. Then he went to the Lakers and took 23. Mm-hmm. And then when they were trading for Anthony Davis, since that was Davis's number, he was going to go back to 23, but Nike said no. Go back to six, but Nike said no, because we just made all these jerseys and we got to sell them. So he couldn't do it. But now he can because, I guess, they bought out the inventory and now he's doing it. So because he's got Space Jam 2 coming out, he wants to go back to six. You see, that's what he's going to do now with the Lakers. It was just announced. I don't think it has anything to do with Space Jam 2. Well, that's, I believe that's the plan. I, I think that's the plan and that's what they say. But to be part of the marketing you see, of the movie. Have you, have you, have you know, like, you know, the one thing I always like about LeBron is that he always stays motivated, right? So, did you see what he posted the other day with Russell Crowe and Gladiator? Yes. I will have my vengeance. Yes. And it really, it set the internet on fire. People said, that's what I'm talking about for next year. There, there was a... Not, when, he didn't use the washed king hashtag this time, though, right? No, he did not. Yeah. Right? But there was something when Braun went to Miami, Braun became the villain. Do yes. you remember yes. that? The first and year. And there, there was a different edge. There was a different fire to him that you saw mm-hmm. with the way he played. And... You know, I think sometimes it's almost like Rocky Balboa when Rocky, you know, when Rocky won, like Rocky's like really gritty, grindy, streets of Philly. Right? By the time you see Rocky, like Rocky 2, Rocky 3, like Rocky's kind of like the champ, right? He's getting all that, that fame. He's driving around. But like Rocky always needs to find like that grit, that grind. He wants to get back to Rocky's from Philadelphia, the tiger. right? You didn't I kind of feel like we may see that version of Braun in L.A. with six again. I do because I, I think that's Braun saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to have my vengeance. Like, I'm going to have it. We're going to get it back. You might think that I might be done. You might think that we might be injured. But we're going to find a way. Whether we get a third party or whether it's just my mentality in general, like, I'm coming back with that same kind of vigor, that same kind of fire next year. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go. I mean, 23-6 it doesn't change anything for me. He had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Other than the injuries, the injuries, so, right. the injuries would slowed him down. To, otherwise, they yeah. Were, they otherwise, were playing, we they probably would be we would be right in the hunt for another championship. So, if you're changing your number to six and it's gonna keep you healthy, do it. Whatever you need, put on two, <laughs> put on two sixes. We'll do whatever you need to do. <laughs> right, go sixty six all day long. Well, like the gas station. You've said you like to, you know, this guy looks like this number. This guy's that number. So, what is LeBron in your eyes? What does he look like to you? He looked like, well, six, he looked young. Six so six right. might bring him back to that youth, that fountain of youth that he had in Miami. Was the number he wore when he first came in? Yeah, but I understand that. But six in Miami where he won championships, he looked like a young LeBron. I don't even think he had facial hair like that, right? He was kind of, he just looked young. No, the beard he, didn't really come in. The beard didn't really later. come in, yeah. So yeah. if he want to rock six, it's fine. I mean, whatever. Right. You don't care, but yeah, but wait, wait. You can't say whatever after you've made such a big deal about numbers. Yeah, but he you, he, you he already wore you made six. such a big deal about. But he already wore it. Who it's wears a number? New. And what looks right and what's nothing it? new? He's I've already seen him in six and twenty three. Six and twenty three. So changed, which number fits him better? 
23 fits him okay, better. Okay, there you go. That was yeah, 23 fits him better. That's what I would say. 23 is his number. Better. Six is sort of that when he went off to college and played at Miami. Yeah, it's like, like it's all right. That's what I'm like, whatever. See, I think, I think Braun found himself in Miami in a, in a different light. Okay. And I think that, but he that, that's where I – in L.A. with 23. Like, what's the, I, no, I understand. That's okay. why I bring that correlation into it. I think that – LeBron's about to be what? He's going to play next season at 36, 37? Yeah, like 37. Right. 37, right. right? So you're finding a new re- iteration of yourself again. But see, when you think about MJ wearing that 45, 45 was just gross. Like, throw that in the trash immediately. Really? Man, that 45 on him was gross. That's why he got rid of it. He realized, man, this. Well, he wore that. For, that was his baseball number. It was ugly. I, I kind of like Who 45 in baseball you know any good? I rock with 45. Isn't Garrett Cole 45? Yeah, remember. 45 is gross. It's not a good number. In, for Jordan? For basketball, it's not it's a great It's such number. a bad number. <laughs> oh, It's a bad why'd number. Why'd you point? Oh, I thought yeah. you were pointing to Allen. Like, Allen saying, like, that's a number 45. you'd wear. Yeah, that's what I that thought. You, were you doing right? that and then you stopped He's yourself? He's thinking about it. You, he, you was, did. he was in you the mid thought of it. He just didn't say it. He did. He was about to say I saw it in his eyes. That's a number a guy like you wear. You look like a 45. See? There we go. I actually did. Freshman year. Yeah, look, I, I knew it. It was forty-five in the in my the, freshman in the, year. The, the size of the shirt is so big you can stick your hands in. Wait, it. or the forty-five for you? you know, right can I ask you a question? Were you, you a forty-five? Just, did you wear the t-shirt underneath the no, jersey? Yes. We weren't like allowed. The, you weren't allowed. But no. would you? Would you wear? Oh my yes, god, I was so skinny. Of course, I would have worn a t-shirt. They let me. Yeah, we weren't allowed. But you know what? I will admit this. My my. This is how low on the totem pole I was. My shorts did not match the jersey. I was the guy that got the jersey, but the shorts were a different color. Like, I had the away shorts, even though if I was home. Why? I was that guy. What? We were low budget at the time. That's well, we were right, Catholic man. high school. We didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> you made the Not tra- like they do now. At least you made the traveling uh, squad. You cool? I'm, yeah, I got to sit on That's the bench important. and watch Kenny, Kenny Anderson, who was the same age as me, well, do things on the court that made me go, okay, I better that, get better at school. Well, that's a point guy right there. Oh, I mean, that's – Man, that kid, when he – oh, oof, watching he, him front different. row – Kenny Anderson is different. My God. We Bobby got a lot, we got a lot more problems in L.A. right now than the jersey. Then, number, then, that's then for sure. Le- yeah, I, I would agree with that. What did you think of what Pat Riley uh, – Pat Riley got fined. What did he 25 do? grand. Tampering. This is called – Because this the is still underneath the doormat just yeah, in yeah. case you want to come in the So he, was, he did a radio interview and he said – he was asked about was LeBron. LeBron. Oh, LeBron. He was asked about LeBron and it was just about like, do you think he'd ever come back and play for the Heat? And he said, I would love – I would leave a key under the doormat if he would call me to let me know he's coming. He said, I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I would do that, but I doubt very much uh, that, that, that he, would ha- he would come back. He said, that key is rusted now. And then he just said to LeBron, the greatest of all time, the four years down here, you know, you remember those four years, finals, a lot of excitement, two world championships. It was the best time for the Heat, so I wish him nothing but the best. But if he ever wanted to come back, I would put a shiny key under oh, the mat. Have, yeah. Now that's the tampering part. Basically suggesting if he wanted to come back, we would we would take him back. So twenty five grand of Pat Riley's money now goes when, to the when NBA. LeBron, so. When is LeBron able to? When, when can he move? Didn't he do a three year right? So he's yeah. got an option. Yeah, option. But I mean, but he's not. He's, he's locked not, in I mean, now, right? I don't know if he will go back to my. Can I just tell you though? I lived in Miami for two years around that same time, and when I tell you the streets key. It it would be wild. the streets were packed, yeah, were packed, and I, I mean you would see people literally going from like clubs like space, and there's another club next to space that I won't mention because we're a PG show. Mm-hmm. That literally people would be tricking out of the out of the arena into space into the other club back to the arena. It was just like yeah, that area. It uh, was incredible on a, on a game night. That area was, oh. as the kids say, lit. But you know what? After game six, 
people were trying to get back in the building, as you remember. Yes. <laughs> it left a little too soon. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, what LeBron, CP3, and Tom Brady all have in common. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Nicole Jokic gets MVP. I'm going to Phoenix, y'all. But the Suns. I'm going to Phoenix. Get game two. Another, uh, another performance where the Suns look like they are outclassing Denver in their MVP. And another game where Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, has some strong words about his team's performance. Remember yesterday we were talking about how Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks seems kind of, uh, what would you say, vanilla on his response after his team got smoked by the Nets in game two. But Michael Malone, uh, once again, just with the, with the flamethrower on his team after the game, take a listen to how he talks about his team showing basically looked like they quit. Uh, I saw one team that uh, wanted to be here and play with a purpose and urgency uh, and one team that did not want to be here uh, and play with no urgency. Uh, and that's why we got our ass kicked. Think about that. Will Barton now, he came back from injury, hadn't played in seven weeks, he had 10 points, 16 minutes, and Malone was basically saying he's the only one that showed up. So calling out his team. Uh, but you like me- that, huh? Do I like it? I think it's important. Yeah, what's that going to do for you at 2-0? You think you're going back to Denver, you're just going to rally the troops? Yeah, you got to defend home court. We'll see what the Bucks do tonight. You got to defend home court. Is that going to rally the troops? I think you have to say something publicly. I do. I never believe in this whole idea that you – like to me, if it's in your character, of course, if that's not who you are. Like you said this and you're absolutely yeah. right. If that's not who you are and now all of a sudden you start yelling and screaming publicly, your players are going to look at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. But – if that's who he is, he's a fiery coach. And but is he's that always going been a tough-minded to is coach. that going to all of a sudden slow down Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton? Is that all of a sudden going to stop them from the way they feel? Well, obviously gotta, they have things they've got to do X's and O's. There wise, you go. But th- doesn't it matter though that all American? Not that all American. I'm sorry. That MVP, he's got to do more. Yes, he's got to do more. Of course. And so if that is how you get him motivated to do more then yeah, it may work, but you still got the other team on the other side who's paid to beat you. So you now got to figure out how to stop them. So it doesn't matter to you or to either of you guys if the coach says anything publicly at all. We know what we did wrong. Uh, uh, At least I do. I don't get caught up in 
I've never got caught up in a coach saying something. But you've played with guys that, that do, right? Oh, Bill Parcells is, will say something publicly. Yeah. But you know, you, I already know before you, a coach walks up to the podium, what went wrong from mm-hmm. the time the, the, the clock ticks down to the time I get in the locker room. I already know what he's getting ready to say. So it doesn't really register to me. Jay may look at it differently. Well, I don't know if this is about players or if it's just about, of course, your team. It's something, you know, I just it's like so- hearing raw emotion. Yeah. You know, it, it's not anything against a measured response for somebody who's way more laid back or has more of a judicious approach to it. Mm-hmm. Like if that strategy works, like Phil Jackson didn't always give you a raw emotional response. No, but he was blunt. But he was blunt yeah. sometimes. And I, I like more bluntness. I like that. I, I will say, though, that I'm looking at Compazzo, the point guard, who's a rookie. Like I, Denver with Jamal Murray will be in the NBA Finals next year. Really? I, I will say Denver okay. with Jamal Murray, a healthy Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, Will Barton, if they're able to keep this core group together, will be in the NBA Finals next will year. Will be in the NBA. Now, keep in mind – Clay it's, Thompson it's a Western, yeah, it's a Western conference that's going to have just a Warriors team you. rebuilding. I'm like, uh, uh, the I Lakers. think LeBron and number six might have something to say about that. I, I don't know what other, six. I don't, I don't, I don't know what other movement will happen. Uh, okay. Granted, there's a lot of movement, but you guys act like Jamal Murray didn't set the NBA on fire last year in, in the, the bubble, bubble. Mm-hmm. right? And so I'm just saying, if I add that to the equation of what this team has with the pieces with Aaron Gordon, with the way they play. And they have a lot of pieces there defensively, too, with their depth to be there. They're just a they're a shell of themselves right now with guys like Compazzo and Michael Porter Jr., who was bad last night because his back was injured, couldn't play. It was like you were watching well, Jokic and Will issue. Barton or yeah. Will Barton against the entire Phoenix Suns team. Yeah, and Michael Malone calling out the rest of his group uh, about that. So we'll see how they respond to this. But, you know, you mentioned it, Key, and it is obviously the, the – uh, such a a key piece of the success of the Phoenix Suns, and that's Chris Paul and what he's been doing. 17 points, 15 assists in 31 minutes, 26 assists, and one turnover in the first two yeah, games. Yeah, I was going to say, you missed the most important stat last yeah, night. The zero, zero turnovers. Yeah, that's that's the big part of last night. So, uh, it's it's think about this. So, so, at his age, yes, the impact that he still can have on a team. We saw it wherever he's gone. He was with the Clippers. When he got to the Clippers – that the Clippers no longer were the Clippers, right? Like he helped turn that. Even though they didn't win a championship, yeah. that franchise that was the best they've ever been. All right, then he goes to Houston and he helps James Harden get to a Western Conference Final. They get very, very close. He's got the hamstring injury that helped. He goes to Oklahoma City, which looked like okay, it's 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 over for Chris Paul. He's just going to shut it down with his young team. He changed that culture. He changed the mentality of certain players. Those players there talked about his impact of him there. And now he's in Phoenix, and he takes a Phoenix team that had a young core. And they're a much different team as well. I mean, you know, when you think about guys who are culture changers in sports, he's got to be top of that list. He goes there, and he's already shown you. Wherever he goes, the culture change. The culture changes. Can we think about other players that do that? OKC finished second to last in the Western Conference this year. Or the fourth worst team in the NBA, right? You remove Chris Paul. Yep. Um, you know, now I look at Phoenix. Yeah, they went eight on the bubble, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. I mean, now to finish with the second best record in the NBA. And who's on the team? CP3 was the change that they made. Right. CP3. So it, it, it's the stand, It's the level that CP3 can take you to because he makes everybody else around him better. You know, the, the ball doesn't just stick to his hands. He puts you in positions to succeed. 
And that's what you love about the style in which he plays. And he's a leader. Uh, you know, I, I know in his throughout his career, his personality, some people felt like his personality rubbed other guys on his team the wrong way at times and stuff like that. But that's what leaders are about. Yeah, in, in leadership LA, that is about, started to become an issue. Yeah, but leadership is about those sort of things. Everything ain't a pat on the back. Oh, yep. oh you're, here's a donut for you and a little rabbit. No, it's not about that. It's about the grind. It's about a certain mentality that you have. And even though at his age, nobody's going to outwork him, let alone outthinking. And so when I look at him, that's why I want him to win a championship so badly because he deserves to have that opportunity to at least play in the final. You'd be, you'd be happy to see him get that far. Now, we know LeBron does this. Wherever he goes, the culture changes. And wherever he leaves, it goes the other well, way. Right? We've seen that though, impact. Well, you because know of his different? talent. Because of his yeah. Not that CP3 doesn't have talent. But LeBron is just superhuman. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, but I, I, will, right. I will say CP3 is on the verge of superhuman, man. And just a different – he's a – they don't call him point God for no reason. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, get, I get what his you talent, His talent is like cerebral, let me put this matrix and slow it down for you and make you excel. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, too, on LeBron's athletic ability. Yeah, it's just different. Play make, it's LeBron different, challenges different, different. you to get to his level. Chris Paul, I think – makes you trust him so much that you believe more in yourself than you ever did before because he's there with you and you see how he sees the game. Now, could you say the same thing about Tom Brady and when he went yes. to Tampa? Yes. But did he change the culture there or was he just a, a piece that fit? Did they already have something with Bruce Arians in that group that was just missing that one piece? Was he the missing piece or was he a culture changer in Tampa? I think, it's, I, I, I think it was the Both. missing piece. Okay. In timing, meaning like it was their first year a year ago prior to the Super Bowl. They were an okay team except they were turnover prone. Right. The defense was decent and mm -hmm. gelling and Todd Bowles was doing a great job. They removed the one constant problem, which were the turnovers. Right. And they bring a guy in that wasn't going to turn the football over at an alarming rate like Jameis Winston. On top of that – he brings a certain championship pedigree and trust factor. So players naturally gravitate toward that, and it becomes something different. Culture changing to me is when Bill Parcells comes into the New York Jets and fires the security guard at the front door because we don't need him, I got something else. Or Bill Parcells decides to blow out the, the equipment staff or the – the strength and conditioning and bring somebody in that's going to keep us 100% healthy and change our diets and change the way we think. That, to me, is culture change. I think they already had a culture change from whoever – I forgot who the coach was prior to Bruce Arians coming in. That culture started to shift and change sure. because they were in the mix of winning a lot of games if it wasn't for the turnover machine. That's why when they realized – we can't. I can't get through to, to Jameis Winston. I got to get somebody I can communicate with, and they went and got Tom Brady. Arians famously it, said, "I can get anybody to yeah." To and throw so, 30 turn, turn, so uh, for me, the culture foundation was already set when Bruce and Ty Bowles took over, and, and Tom came in and did something that they needed to be done, which is, I'm not turning the ball over, and I'm gonna show y'all how not to turn the ball over. And we can win championships. Yeah, but I would say the word change is probably not the correct word. Can you use the other word shift? I think that's more okay. applicable in, in both cases, right? Because I think you have to give the head coaches a lot of credit for that shift 
or for that change. So Bruce Arians, Monty Williams, head coach of the Phoenix Suns, right, allowing Chris Paul or Tom Brady to put their imprint on an organization as well. Because there were yeah, I'm sure there a lot of – I mean, it's, it's just it's, shift. It's, it's not change. Right? Yeah. Like, I may have been doing it this way, but now I have Tom Brady. Tom, how do you like to do that? And, Key, you and I both know a lot of coaches that say, hey, look, regardless of how great you are, I'm doing it my way. I'm not doing it your way. Yeah. Well, they ain't going to be successful. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, exactly. They really Some are. coaches allow yeah. you and they listen right. to you and say, I'm going to shift and we're going to mold our ways together. So you can say Brady's presence yes. obviously had a major yes. impact yeah, on presence. the culture uh, that was yeah, there. Absolutely. You so, bring him in and you cut down uh, 30 interceptions or however many fumbles. Well, but it's also Tom Brady. Like, it's the idea you cut of that Tom down. Working out with guys yes. beforehand. building yeah. like, AB, yeah. come live with me. Yes, there's a shift in coach. the aura of who the guy is, too. And Chris Paul has some people don't want to work out with their quarterbacks, even though they play with it. They don't rock with them like that. They're like, yeah. Don't feel it's like the same Devin. with Devin Booker and CP3. <laughs> like, CP3 yeah. came in and said, hey, this is not my team. This is our team. Yeah. Like, I'm going to learn from Devin Booker. He didn't need to say that. Right. No, I, I mean, that, that part, that part uh, again, uh, about Brady, though, there, I do think it's about his presence more than anything else. And, you know, when we talked to LaShawn McCoy. Did Brady go to the Sacramento Kings. They may. Go to the playoffs. Here you go again. Brady to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, well, it's still, again, what, what Shady said yesterday to us about Brady and he, the, the way he spoke about him, you could tell that there was definitely reference to who he is and being able to be in the same locker room with him and then even saying, I think he could play another, you know, he might play another two, three years. Easy. Which also says a lot about what they think about his condition. And then on top of it, Brady reveals that he played with a knee injury that might need surgery uh, all last year. So a lot of stuff really involving Brady in the headlines the last couple of days. And let's talk to Sal Palantonio about that and many other things. He joins us right now on the Goodyear Uncle Hotline. Sal. Sal, good morning. Good to talk to you. Uh, good morning. I just spent two days with the Bucks uh, and Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite amazing what he has done there in such a short period of time in bringing a winning culture there and a winning attitude. And, it, you know, it manifests itself in so many specific ways. And even some of the things that we just found out in the last couple of days were totally remarkable to me. Like what, Sal? Well, I mean, Tristan Wirfs uh, saying to us extemporaneously that Brady was teaching the offensive line how to block for him last year. Brady told him, don't get beat inside and don't get beat early, and I'll be um, – which is – Unbelievable! The coaching the offensive line into exactly what he wants, and and that that to me just stood out. And then and se- and then also, you know, the way that he communicates each and every day with each and every player, texting them the winning attitude, saying we're going to win the Super Bowl, we're going to win this game, the night before the game, and how they revealed that energy and positivity that came from him was just not there uh, in years past. So the way he communicates individually with players, the way he pays attention to the minute details of what he's trying to do on offense, uh, you know, it, it's just quite remarkable. It really is. How healthy was Tom last year on the way to the Super Bowl, Sal? You know, he – I thought he was pretty darn healthy considering what he accomplished. But then when you hear him talk about the fact that he was limited because of the knee injury, and that's a whole other discussion about why that wasn't disclosed. 
But, you know, you can now figure out why he was so off target in the first six to eight games of the season and why he needed to be protected more. And a, a lot of credit really needs to go, Key, to Byron Lefwich, the offensive coordinator of the team. And I talked to Bruce Arians about that when I had that one-on-one interview with him a couple of days ago. And it was really Lefwich and Brady who decided, you know, we're going to go heavy a lot. And they did. They used a lot of six offensive linemen during the season. They ratcheted it up in the second half of the season, and they really used it quite a bit in the postseason. Heavy packages, making sure that Brady was protected and not touched, and that allowed him to have a comfortability key in the pocket so that he could drive the ball more downfield. And you know what was one of the funniest, I thought, ironic moments of the two days that I was with the team was when Brady said yesterday in the Zoom call with reporters, well, now that my knee is 100%, I'm going to be able to do some things that I couldn't do last year. And I I, I didn't get a chance to ask a follow-up question because you don't get to ask those questions really on the Zoom call. And I wanted to ask them, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what are you going to do? Win a three-point contest with LeBron James? You can play first <laughs> base for the Yankees? What are you going to do? I mean... What are we talking about here? You're going to play, you know, backup singer for the Rolling Stones. What else can you do? You beat, you beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, uh, and, and won a Super Bowl at age 43. And I, I'm being facetious about it, but I'm trying to think about Keyshawn what what he's talking about that he's going to be able to do better this year, or do more this year. What would it be? Get back, get back faster, line up quicker in his sets, uh, maybe. Uh, slide in the pocket faster, more. Okay, okay, no, I those got sort you, of but things. still, <laughs> he didn't have to do that last year. It was super. Bowl, was you know super what I'm saying? Bowl. I'm like, what? What do you? What, do you, what else you got to do, bro? Well, maybe maybe healthy Tom Brady that does those things take him on a quest to be 17 and 0. Who knows? They did. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what Patrick Mahomes said. Or as, 20 and 0. As, yeah, Patrick Mahomes said that as the goal. Sal, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also. Curious about with the Bucks, they're not talking about run it back, right? They didn't want to use that terminology, but they brought the group back. So is that their mentality has to be, you said you were just around them, that their mentality has to be repeat, right? Like, is, is that something they're openly, as they openly talk about, you said Tom Brady talked about winning a Super Bowl. Are they, are they back to talking about that again, win another one? They're not talking about it publicly, and Bruce Arians won't let them talk about it. You know, uh, when I was talking to him, he said, you know, my mindset, and, you know, this comes from a lot of head coaches, uh, is that that team last year won the Super Bowl, and this team's a different team. Okay, that's a nice talking point. That's a way to stay off of the bulletin board material. But the bottom line is, you got all 22 starters back, and you may have a more healthy Tom Brady than you did last year. And, oh, by the way, your division just got a whole lot weaker. Drew Brees is retired. Julio Jones is out of the conference. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the Panthers. So you And you have the third easiest schedule, the third easiest schedule in the National Football League this year. So the path is, without a doubt, set up for, for them to have an opportunity 
to do what Arian said. He put up on the bulletin board in the locker room, and he's going to remind us that they didn't win the division. So let's win the division. Let's get home field throughout. Let's make the road back to the Super Bowl a little bit easier. But also, you got to remember, and I talked to him about this a lot, right? I said to him, listen, it's a 17-game season. Not for nothing, the guy's going to be 44 in August. He's coming off knee surgery. He goes, yeah, I understand that. And we're going to try to manage that as best we can in little ways. But it's Brady. And he's defying all expectations. But I'll tell you what. If he goes back-to-back at age 44, he's going to be defying a whole lot more than that. Wow. It really is something to say, right? Like that there's nothing more for him to accomplish, and yet he continues to set those goals for himself. Sal, always great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me on the show. I love it. Thank right, you, Sal. Thank you, Sal. Sal Appreciate you, brother. 44 years old in the Super Bowl. He should just let his hair grow all just full gray. If he could get a full beard, Tom should have like a full Go all grizzly. Is that what you want? Go castaway. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, why Packers fans no longer worry that love stinks. Wow. Wow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.